Welcome to South Asia Chat, a podcast brought to you by the Institute of South Asian Studies at the National University of Singapore. I am your host, Ramita Ayer, research analyst at the Institute. Joining me in this episode of the South Asia Outlook 2022 series is Dr. Masudur Rahman, a visiting research fellow at ISAS. Today, he will be discussing political and economic challenges and prospects for Bangladesh, a country that's been called the test case of development for its incredible growth journey. Thank you so much for being here today, Dr. Rahman. Uh, Thank you very much, Ramita, for having me today. It's my pleasure to be here. So Bangladesh's growth story has been quite remarkable. For a country that achieved liberation over just 50 years ago, it has made some exceptional strides in reducing poverty and boosting prosperity. In fact, in 2021, it was announced that Bangladesh will graduate from the United Nations list of least developed countries or the LDC category by 2026. Can you tell our listeners more about Bangladesh's development journey and how it has managed to achieve this feat in a relatively short period of time? Yeah, you are rightly mentioned. Bangladesh has made remarkable progress over the last 50 years, particularly on the socioeconomic front. GDP growth rate was about 6.5% over the last decade, and the economy has reached about $400 billion mark recently. Even the GDP growth rate was 3.5% last year during the pandemic and forecast 6.5% in 2022 by the World Bank. Even GDP per capita also increased to $2,500, which is much higher than Pakistan, even India. As you mentioned, Bangladesh will also graduate from LDC in 2026. This country also aims to become a upper developed country by 2031 and developed nation by 2041. So how does Bangladesh manage to achieve this feat? That's an important question. I will discuss, I think, five different issues, how Bangladesh evolved its you know, growth history and development miracle. One important thing is substantial structural change in the economy of last two decades. So I give you an example of that. You see the the GDP agricultural contribution in in, in 2000 was only 26% and now dropped to 13%. And industrial sector contribution to GDP in 2000 was 26% and now increased to 36%. So what does it mean? It means that in the economy, the productivity and employment has increased over the years particularly in industrial sector, that boost the economic growth in the economy. That is number one. And especially the manufacturing sector has played a crucial role for this you know, economic growth. The second one is international trade. I'll just give you one example. In, 20, in, 200, in 2000, year 2000, Bangladesh trade was only $15 billion, $15 billion. And in 2019, before pandemic, it was $110 billion. As you know, Bangladesh is the second biggest RMG exporter, ready-made garments exporter in the world. So this helped a, this, you know, international trade helped Bangladesh to stabilize its, you know, currency and foreign, uh, current account balance and also foreign reserve. The third one is, you know, the in, uh, remittance inflow. 
remittance is the lifeline of Bangladesh economy. Bangladesh are, are almost every month send about 50,000 people to work abroad and receive around $1.6 billion every month before in the pandemic. So this helps also, you know, stabilize is foreign reserve, balance of payment, and, you know, stable current, for stable, you know, foreign exchange management. So this, all this help, uh, you know, stabilizes macroeconomy. On top, on top of this, some other socioeconomic condition, for example, a primary enrollment, girls' enrollment in primary education, life expectancy, child mortality, women empowerment, especially women job, uh, you know, uh, employment, engagement in the RMG sector, redeemed government sector, and microfinance sector. So this helps Bangladesh to change its socioeconomic condition over the years. In addition to that, recently there are some mega projects you know, in, in Bangladesh going on. And some studies estimate that if this mega project like Podda Bridge and Dhaka Metro Railway, all these things, if implemented, then the GDP growth will be increased about 1.5 1 to 2%. So all this, you know, uh, development, all this year, all this development helped Bangladesh to change its economy and uh, stabilize its, you know, growth over the years. So another way in which we're seeing Bangladesh's development play out is its more proactive role in the region in the recent years. So uh, some of the initiatives that it has undertaken is a currency swap agreement with Sri Lanka, a recent loan of $200 million with the Maldives, and a new bilateral agreement with Bhutan as well. So what are your thoughts on this rather new role of Bangladesh as a provider rather than a receiver? And do you also think that this signals the emergence of a larger trend in the region where smaller countries in South Asia no longer have to rely on India as a net provider of resources and security? Yeah, you are rightly mentioned. Recently, the few uh, regional bilateral relationship between Bangladesh and its small South Asian country, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, Bhutan, Bangladesh, Maldives. Recently, last month, actually, uh, Bangladesh Prime Minister Sheikh Hasina visited Maldives. And uh, last, ma last month also, uh, Bangladesh provided loan, it lent $200 million to Sri Lanka under currency swap management. And recently, Central Bank, Bangladesh Central Bank, Bangladesh Bank, declared another $200 million to give you know, loan to Maldives. And uh, Bangladesh also signed a free trade, uh, the preferential trade agreement with Bhutan recently, last month in, in 2021. So all this means Bangladesh has a deep relationship with this neighboring country, especially you know, you know, Bhutan, Maldives, Sri Lanka. And uh, one important thing, Bangladesh, because of its, you know, uh, you know, its export and its remittance, which give us a very handsome, you know, foreign reserve, like Bangladesh foreign reserve at this moment, I think more than $45 billion. So who, who is help Bangladesh, you know, a good situation that even normally Bangladesh is a, you know, borrowing country, loan borrowing country, but now the lending this small amount to this neighboring country, which not only, you know, helping Bangladesh growth and, you know, its image, but also helping to other neighboring country. 
and deepen bilateral relationship among these countries. So that is a, a very interesting, you know, phenomenon from Bangladesh and South Asian perspective also. Perspective also. Uh, now, looking more closely at Bangladesh's foreign policy and its relations with some of the countries that you already mentioned, we see that uh, Bangladesh often finds itself caught up in the midst of major power uh, competition. So how do you think Bangladesh can effectively balance against major powers like China, India and the US while at the same time also prioritizing its own interests? Yeah, Bangladesh has been basically struggling to balance its relationship with two important neighbors, India and China, because China and India both are important, you know, trading partner and investment partner of Bangladesh. But of course, China and India both have their own interest in the region. So, for example, China investment invested around $40 billion in different projects in Bangladesh and India invested around $5 billion in different projects recently. So both countries... China is Bangladesh number one importing trading partner, and India is number second importing import trading partner. So both countries very important for Bangladesh economy and also Bangladesh bilateral relationship. But the problem is, you see the because of conflict between these two giants, the you may know the Sonadia Deep Sea Port, one of the victim of these two, you know, uh, geopolitical competition because we have to call off of this deep sea port so that is one you know issues that we have faced last times so Bangladesh strategy at this moment i think to get the financial support from the china and some get political support from india but which is is not you know maybe suitable for future because we have seen some other issues is coming recently especially USA is involved recently, and uh, there are some issues that USA also signaling Bangladesh. And the US is also important trading partner about Bangladesh, especially for Bangladesh export. Uh, and the problem is USA, USA provide duty-free quota ferry to you know, importing from Bangladesh, all product, all 97% product, except RNG sector, which is most important for Bangladesh. So this, Issues has been a quite long time. I think these issues last more than one decade. And that creating some sort of tension between Bangladesh and USA. But Bangladesh trying to avoid this kind of passive victim of a geopolitical you know, competition. So Bangladesh in strategy is friendship towards all, malice towards none. That is Bangladesh foreign policy slogan. And also to release this kinds of tension, Malaysia is trying to, at you know, engage with some other Asia-Pacific country like Japan, Singapore, Korea, and even US in the UK and France to divert some kinds of tension and integrate with this country. So reduce, you know, dependency from you know uh, China or India. So this the strategy at this moment from Bangladesh side, and, and I think so far Bangladesh is has been you know successfully balancing this relationship among these you know giants country finally moving from uh, bangladesh's relations internationally to what's happening on the domestic front so local government elections have been underway for the past couple of months 
but there have been accusations of intimidation and malpractice and of course there's a lot of fanfare over these local elections because of the upcoming general elections next year in this context what significant uh, significant political trends do you foresee yeah you are rightly mentioned uh, i think next year next general election will be held next year december 2023 december or maybe january 2024 so and it's very important because last two general election the, the main opposition party bangladesh nationalist party bnp opted out from the election so next election is very critical for bangladesh stability uh, and you know the economic growth and recently the president abdul hamid you know arranged started some dialogue with some in political party but uh, the problem is the bnp the biggest opposition party actually did not attend this dialogue so this lost some sort of you know uh, if uh, credibility of this dialogue but on 17 january the government you know i think uh, The, the, you know the they approved the new chief election commission and election commission appointment act 2022 so that is the very important you know for bangladesh because most of the political party they are trying to suggest to the president that we need to get a you know uh, how to reform the chief election commission and their uh, election commissioner so that, that is a very critical for a fair and inclusive election so if this act the chief election commissioner and election commissioner appointment act 2022 you know passed by the bill by the you know the cabinet there will be important you know for next election and next election is also very important for our you know sustainable growth and uh, development because the last 10 years or 15 12 years this one political party was in the power and the opposition party what did not attend you know at you know opted out from the election so it's a huge you know expectation from the people that a fair and inclusive election is is you know necessary for bangladesh this stability and even because of funded in attack fund direct investment because the foreigner they want to see a stable and inclusive election so we are looking forward to see how how going on next you know year and how we evolve all these things so we are closely monitoring you know this process well thank you so much for sharing your insights on bangladesh's development journey its growing role in south asia and the ongoing domestic political developments it was a pleasure to have you with us today uh, thank you romita thank you very much You were listening to South Asia Chat. Do tune in every Tuesday and Friday this month for a new episode that brings you to speed with the latest developments in the subcontinent. If you wish to know more about our work, you can visit us on isas.nus.edu.sg. You can also follow us on our social media pages. We're on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Mm-hmm.